everyone. Welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning, and I am so excited that you have joined me for this episode of the podcast. The music that you're listening to in the background is from my sweet friend, Christy Masing. This is her song, Soaring. If you would like to connect with her, you can go to her website, christymasing.com, and actually get a free download of this single, Soaring. This is actually the final time that you will be hearing Soaring as the theme music for the podcast because next year we are switching it up with some new music from some new friends. This is the final episode of season two of Still With You. It's always so bittersweet because I love how each year tells a story and how it has been so much fun to see God move, but it's also very healthy and essential to have some new beginnings. You guys have been so amazing through every episode every interview and I just want to thank you guys first and foremost before moving forward to share with you that today I am going to be speaking with one of the returning guests to the podcast so if you have not listened to episode 27 with my friend Asa Kessler you need to go back and listen to that her episode is called unafraid outreach with Asa Kessler again it's episode 27 so in February of this year Asa Kessler a highlight college graduate joined me as a guest on the show. In this interview, we talked about her heart, how it's compelled to reach the lost for the kingdom, and she also let us in on a little message that the Lord had spoken to her. To close the episode, she talked about how the Lord called her to leave Birmingham, Alabama, where she was going to school, and return home to Pensacola for a year. No other instructions were included in this message, but this huge step of obedience lay ahead of her. If you listen, you'll remember me saying like, okay, Asa, we're going to be watching you very closely this year because anytime the Lord speaks, he tells a story. So I have been paying attention to what has been happening in her life and guys, God moved in a huge way. I had to have her back. I had to do a recap and I had to talk about all the ways that God moved in her life this year. From cheetah print to funky shoes and UWF football to God's faithful covering, it's been a year unlike any other for both of us. I hope you all enjoy this 2019 Things Year Wrap-Up with me and my friend, Asa Kessler. You should give everyone a little recap why you came back to Pensacola so they can jump in and know why we're having you back on here because God definitely was at work this year. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. So honestly, I really didn't know why I came back. I was at Highlands College, and I had finished an internship, and I really just didn't know what my next steps were, other than he had really put on my heart to, this was in December, was to give it a year, was to move back in December and give it a year and just see whatever that was going to look like. I just knew that he wanted me to be faithful in that year, and we were going to see how it was going to turn out. And so I was hesitant at first, but I came back to work at the church, obviously, which has been amazing, but that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I got here, is I was at school um, and just felt really convicted and called to come back here. So here we are. At the beginning of the year, we sat down and I remember saying, well, I'll be paying really close attention to your life and what's <laughs> going to be happening this year because when you hear so clearly from the Lord, it's for a reason. And yeah. it didn't make sense on why you'd be coming back here, but from what you're going to share, it's totally evident. Jesus is always faithful, but that's the first time I've heard something so clearly and like seen it on the other end of like, Jesus, you're so faithful in ways that I didn't even think about. When I moved here, it was literally like, I did not want to come. And I say that before on the other podcast is I was really comfortable and I loved what I was doing. 
it like ripped my heart out to have to leave. But it's been really cool to see where we're at now. So I guess the biggest thing is I just got engaged. Woo! Which is the craziest thing ever to say. And that story is so funny and so Jesus and so crazy. Yeah, can you give us a little bit of that story? So I moved here on December 16th. And I think my first day of work was the 18th. But yeah. we were only at work for a few days because then it was Christmas. So we had our Christmas break. And then it was <laughs> the first day back after. So it was probably around the around the same time that we were recording probably. is was my first day back since after Christmas. And they had just started our construction at the church. Our main building is under a big construction project just of renovations. But it's a Christian company where they only do churches. So it was one of their first big demo days. And so they had asked us to clear out the office and this guy came in and he asked me if he could <laughs> he asked me if he could help me carry a box and I said no. I was like I don't need your help. And so How rude. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. I know. I well, hey, like, if you could no, do it by yourself. Help. Like, I was like, do I look like I'm having a hard time? Like, no, I got it. That was the day I met him. And it was his first day at work. It was my fifth day altogether, but my first day back from our break. And I did not think anything of it. I really did, like, feel an attraction to him right away that kind of scared me because I've never really had that before. But I didn't think anything of it. And he had asked me out not long after that and I said no Mm. and I kept saying no and he asked me out nine times like nine (laughs) times and I'm just I love how God does numbers things with like 2019 like nine times to get your attention nine times and so finally I was just like we'll go to lunch or we'll go to dinner like we'll go out been dating ever since and then we got engaged three weeks ago yeah um and so another like three weeks now I've been here exactly a year like I didn't know him but I met him my first week at work and then his first day at work and then seeing where we are now like we're getting married and it's like a year to the date almost yeah because the 16th of December is when I've been back and we got engaged the beginning of November so it was like 11 months the whole thing but not only that of like you're engaged, but also the fact that you came home and I know you lived around the world, so I don't know if like to say like home, but you yes, came I to call. Pensacola and you also jumped right in and working so hard to exercise the gift you have of like reaching people and yeah. evangelism and outreach and the love stories, like the cherry on top. But like yes. you, I want to honor how faithful you were in coming and seeing Pensacola from a different perspective of yeah. like, how can we get people to know the Lord do you want to share about that too thank you first of all it's been it's been a really fun year with work um so I came in not really knowing what to expect because obviously in Birmingham I was like all outreach and here my actual job title is like I'm just like the admin assistant and so I do a lot of stuff in the office but I also knew when God told me like it was supposed to be outreach but coming in I really didn't know that at all like I knew it was Mm -hmm. something I really felt called to and I knew it was something I could be involved in but I didn't know to the extent and so I had been in at the church probably two or three months and it had been going really well and Pastor Kristen approached me and asked me if I would take over the outreach hub at the church as a whole at the Blue Angel campus so that just means all of our outreach groups like I would act as just the leader of those and just helping oversee them with anything and so that was really cool because it was cool to just see God's faithfulness and he knew the desires of my heart and he knew that's what I needed and was to be with people and to be doing outreach to be offered that was really really cool so this year I've really just been able throughout this like small group semester just to see all of our 
groups grow. We have like a homeless ministry, so I've gone out with them um, and met some of our homeless friends on the streets of Pensacola, which was so fun. And then we have a street team, and then we have a backpack program that takes the backpacks to students at Escambia High School, and then we went to Waterfront, and Waterfront was so fun. That's one of my favorite things to do. And there are a lot more groups, but it was just really cool to see Jesus' hand in that and what that looks like. Just as a whole, being able to, like, I still have my job, but now part of that, a big part of that is outreach and being with all the people. So, yeah, now it kind of looks like outreach plus my office job, which has been, like, the best of both worlds. Because I like, I love all the people I work with, and I love being in the office and doing things like that. But it's really cool to see Jesus just, like, see the desires of your heart. Um, And he threw that in, too. Did you have a word for the year? I have a Bible verse of the year. Can you share it? Yeah. So it's Romans 12, 9 through 10 says, Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. At the beginning when it says, Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. I just, at the beginning of the year, was like, Jesus, show me. Because I've said before, I love saying just like, break my heart for what breaks yours. But I think also like, show me what it means to really love love these people and you're telling me not to pretend so like what does that look like give me like a genuine heart for people no matter what that looks like and no matter because this was before I even got handed outreach so I was like okay Jesus like I may be working in an office and it may be different from what I was doing before but you still have people here every day you still have people here every Sunday so show me how to really love the people that I may not have even noticed before or like a different kind of people group so I've really really loved this this verse and just loving people with a genuine affection and just asking Jesus in every scenario, even when you're frustrated, okay, God, but you want me to really love this person. So like, what does that look like? Even Mm -hmm. when it's not maybe the person that I was wanting to love or the person that's difficult to love to show me how to really, really love them genuinely, because that's what his heart is, is genuine. And he has a genuine affection and desire for us. So just asking him to show me that in every situation has been really encouraging for me throughout this year. As I was telling you earlier, I don't feel like this year for me has been a hard year, but I feel like it's been such a learning year. Mm -hmm. Like my word for the year is edgy, which is so bizarre. Like, (laughs) Because I was looking at the the definition for it in January. And at first I thought maybe it was like a warning or something. I was like, what does this mean? But it means like innovative, trendy. And it also means like a literal edge. Like you're standing on the side of something and like a cliff. Or you're walking somewhere where it's a little bit scary. I feel like I've learned to trust the Lord this year unlike I ever have before. I love that. It's been interesting because um, Chris and I moved this year, not to a new city, but to a new house. And that was very interesting because we had um, been praying about moving off of naval housing. And the timing had always been just where I was really hesitant. I just kind of thought like... We'll do that down the road. I kept putting it off because honestly, I was scared. I was scared yeah. that the Lord maybe wanted us to stay a little longer or that we wouldn't maybe be able to afford it. And so I just kept putting it off. And so um, this year, Chris and I were asked to lead a young adult small group. Yeah. When we accepted this, we were like, wow, okay, well, our heart is for young adults, but yeah. we're going to have to have a house to put them right. in. They can't all get passes to come on base. And it was like when we got that calling, I was like, it's time. Like, we have, yeah. to, we have to do it. I was talking with Chris the other night, and I, I said, we could leave this house right now and live out of our car or mm-hmm. something. And the memories that we have made living in this house 
even for like three or four months, I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Like there is nothing that compares to the memories that we've already made of having friends over, having young adults over, looking at when, where I was when I first moved to Pensacola Mm -hmm. to here, even how we approached moving into a new space was so differently. Like when we first moved in, like we had the keys to the house, like we came in and we knelt on our knees and like invited the Holy Spirit to be like the first person to come and dwell here. And I felt like the Lord just spoke that it was, this house was to be a sanctuary of prayer. One of the students is working on making like a sign for that to hang in our house. And she's, yeah, Madison has awesome calligraphy. And so I'm like, please, can I have that in my house somewhere? (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, like that was really hard um, just because I am such a person who is like, I like pump the brakes, like let's take things really slow, which looking at everybody else's life, people move all the time. Like some people move more than once a year, but it was such a big thing for me, you know? And so I felt like the Lord was really this year just asking me a lot, like, do you trust me? Like, are you willing to go on the edge with me? Yeah. And like, let me carry you and let me hold you up. Yeah. I had an experience like that with even a job where that I I thought was going to be a good fit. Yeah. And then I ended up leaving and all through that, it didn't make sense at all. But the Lord kept asking me every single day was just like, do you trust me? Yeah. Like, do you trust? Will you go on the edge with me? Let me take it from there. Yeah. And will you jump with me, you know, and let me carry you? And I know to other people, other people are doing like huge things. Well, even like my brother, you know, like he's in Afghanistan, right. like he's having a whole different life experience this year than I'm doing these brave things. But I just want to take a moment to say, I think that it's even in the little things that mm-hmm. can make our faith can grow so much, yeah. you know? That's been a big thing this year. It's like, I've seen his faithfulness in everything that was like so small, but it's like, Jesus, he, he is a God of detail and he knows like yeah. the desires of our heart. I think just being faithful in the little things and then looking back or like in the future, being able to look back and mm-hmm. being like, Jesus, like, I was faithful in that time, but you were so faithful. Like, a yeah. big picture of, like, what that looks like. And thank you for having that not work out the way I wanted it to. Or thank you for, like, your timing and not mine. Because mm-hmm. he knows better than we do. I graduated from college this year, too. And that's yeah. something, like, that's some a small a detail mm-hmm. that I, I am looking at the end of the year. And I'm like, that's right. Like, the Lord provided that mm-hmm. when I thought that that wasn't going to be an option for me. Like, yeah. it still happened. Yeah. And you're right. He just, he's faithful in all the things. And surprising, too. Yeah, so surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So surprising. I graduate in May. Ugh, keep going. I'm telling I'm you. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Oh, well, at the point where you don't care, that's when you just kick it into gear. You got three it. three classes. Well, after Christmas, I only have one class left. That's so awesome. Like, I just have to finish these finals and then one class. And then we're good. Keep going. Almost there. And all of you all who are out there, just keep, keep going. <laughs> it's so worth it. It yes. is such a good feeling of accomplishment to know that he provides. Do you have a list of some favorite things about like yeah. what you loved about 2019? Yeah. Okay. I have a favorite book I read this year. Okay. Um, called Everybody Always. Have you read it? Yeah. By Bob Goff. Yes. That's my favorite. I don't know why it took so long to read it. Everyone was telling me to read it, but with school books, I was neglecting reading and I shouldn't have because that is like one of the most life-changing books for me. It's very like straight to the point, but so simple. But that's my favorite book. I would recommend everyone to read it. Everyone has to read that book. It just like sheds a different pers- For me, it was like a different perspective of like, we overcomplicated it. Like just love people. That's what we're here for. Um, and just meeting them where they are. So that was definitely my favorite book of the year. Cookie Two-Step Ice Cream Changed My Life. Cookie Two-Step Ice Cream, what is yes, this? by Bluebell. Oh my gosh, it's life-changing. 
It's cookies and cream with cookie dough in it. And I don't know why it's so good because I don't even really like cookies and cream that much. But for some reason, like this is the best thing I've ever had. And it changed my life. Cookie two-step. Yes. Like the dance two-step? Or yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called. So also good because it's a good name. It's the best thing I've ever had in my whole life. That's a little dramatic. But it's so good. Hey, if you, in 2019, you want to say that's the best thing you've had, like, maybe <laughs> next year it'll be different, but right now it's the best The best thing. ice cream I have had is Cookie Two Step. I've probably been eating that since last year, but, like, the end of last year, and now it's just my favorite. I'm going to have to try that in March, and I say March because when my brother left for Afghanistan yeah. on deployment, I felt like I was supposed to fast something. Yeah. And because every time I would crave ice cream, like, I just pray for my brother so oh. I gave up ice cream. Ice cream is so hard and for me. peanut butter. I'm proud of you. Because ice cream is my life. Oh my gosh, it's been such a struggle. But again, like my prayer life has increased. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> there you go. Cookie to some ice cream. Like, I will see you in t- it's 2020. It's so good. Oh my gosh, okay. Cool. Bluebell. Bluebell. What else? Frozen. Just saw that. That's good. Frozen too. Frozen. I took the kids to see it. Mm. That just came out. That was a good one. I went to a bunch of movies this year. That was fun. It's looked a little bit different because I work two jobs. Like, I work at the church, and then I also nanny for my boss's son after I get off. And so, a lot of times, like, I go to work, then I go pick him up, then I do homework, then I go to bed. This has been a really different season for me of having to just prioritize yeah. and maybe not being around people as much as I'd like to so I've had to really just like spend a lot of time by myself and pressing in and so it's been a season of like sometimes I don't get to go do the fun things I want to do just because I need to prioritize like school and I can't like neglect obviously my quiet time with Jesus and like my time with my family and so that's also been one of my favorite things is we started doing like a Tuesday night family night devotion that's been one of my favorite things this year because as like I'm the oldest of six and so but all of my siblings are getting older, like my brother's a senior, and mm-hmm. another brother's about to turn 15, and they're all just, like, getting ready. Like, I'm getting married, so I'll be moving in May. And so it's been a really cool night where everyone just, like, prioritizes being home and being together, and we'll go through either, like, what we were talking about at church or, like, a different topic or if the kids have a question. But that's been really cool because we've always been really close as a family, and so as we've gotten older, we obviously have had different things to do in different places but that's been one of my favorite things this year is we've really prioritized just like one night a week of just like hearing everybody's hearts and like where they're at so that's Mm. been really fun I love how even that became a theme right before you're getting ready to make a change in your season and it was before any of this yeah like that's what I'm saying like you just see the detail in everything like his detail did I ever talk about how my family lived in the RV okay do you want to share that yeah because it all comes full circle, which is so crazy. Share it. So when I was like 15 or 16, my parents got really convicted about materialistic things and that we really needed to simplify. They had just had Elo, the sixth kid, and it was like we all lived in the same house, but we never saw each other just because everyone had their own space and their own things and their own agenda. So we got rid of our house and we all moved into like a 38 foot long RV, like all of us. Oh my gosh. When I was 15, the worst thing ever. (laughs) But, like, we made it. It could have been so much worse, but it really did teach us just how to, like, prioritize and how to be more intentional with our time, and then it's not about, like, the stuff that we have. Moving out of that, I was like, I'll never do that again. It really wasn't that bad, but I was like, I'm never going to do it again. Um, Well, my fiancé, he travels a lot for his work to different churches, which, one, is so cool, too, because I've said so many times when people have asked, like, I don't know if we've talked about it, but, like, my dream 
like career is I want to stay home and I want to be a mom, but I also would love to be able to go to different churches. I've always said this about traveling to different churches to see like how they do their outreach and just how they function in different ways because we're all one body, but everyone's so unique. And so I really was always like, I would love to be able to travel to different places. So for his job, he builds churches and this is so crazy. So we're buying a camper for right before Christmas And so after we get married, we're going to be traveling all around the country to, like, all of these different churches and, like, living in a camper. And so it's been so funny of, like, Jesus, like, when I was 15, you were prepping me, like, for this season. And, like, it's just been so cool to be, like, even when I hated it, like, even when I complained every day because I was 16 years old living in a camper with seven other people, like, you are preparing me and prepping me for today. And, like, mm-hmm. even with the outreach and, like, with being at Highlands and, like, putting that in my heart of, like, Jesus, I want to be able to travel and I want to be able to see different places. Like, my fiancé's whole job is to go to all these different churches and build and, like, give them a community or a bigger space for them to grow. And so I'll be, like, plugged into all of those communities. Asa, so wow. It's been so, so, so cool to see. Like, this past year has been amazing, but even to see Jesus's hand just on, like, everything from the time I was, like, little until now. I'm literally just now having this revelation of, like, so Chris is getting out of the Navy in mm-hmm. 2020. I mean, you know, the military can be scary, but it can be so secure. Yes, it's and very secure. It's very secure and insurance-wise, finance-wise. Oh like, it's just... But at the same time, we ha- we want to be obedient. And so um, we felt like last year, 2018, that the Lord was doing something in this year really, um, Chris and I prayed a lot and like that he extended out this year and he'll be getting out of the Navy in May of 2020. But what's so interesting is you were talking about how these dreams you have and then also the prayers you prayed when you're like 15. Well, I remember at like 13, I'd prayed that, um, I'd always been attracted to like men in uniform. Like, so I was like, Lord, I would, if you want me to be a military wife, like I'll do it. But at the same time, like he'd given me this strong heart. If you want me to marry like a minister, like, or someone like in ministry, I'll do that too. And not that Chris is like, yeah, I was like, look, not that Chris is a pastor or anything, but it's interesting that this is the same year that like we both started doing ministry together. Yeah. And it's interesting how like the prayers that we prayed when we were just like teenagers, like they held weight. It's so cool to see. What are some of your favorite things? I've got my list, but I feel like mine is way more like superficial than yours. I know. I can bring up some superficial. This is a really random thing, but I've really been into shoes this year. Yeah. But like ugly shoes, like funky shoes. (laughs) So I always buy shoes that everyone's like, those are horrible. And then I just like put them with the outfit. And I'm like, are you talking about your Doc Martens? Because I really like those. Those Those are ugly though. But like, for example, like I want those, but like in bright yellow. Oh, but that's cute. That's not the best. Johnny was like, my fiance was like, you're going to look like a duck. I was like, (laughs) I don't look like the coolest duck you've ever seen. What's what's something you bought? Like, I have these boots that look like space boots, but they have like glitter all over them. And I got them in the kids section at Target. Nobody likes them, but I love them. Like, I love them. So I don't know why that's something that's been this year. So I'll go to the thrift store, and I'll find, like, the funkiest, like, ugliest shoes, and I'll take them home, and I'll, like, clean them up. I'll pair them with the outfit, and it's been, like, my favorite thing ever. Because everyone's like, I could never wear this. I'm like, I really couldn't either, but I just did. And now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But it's so that's funny. Been, I don't know why. It's been the past few months that I've been like, those are really ugly. Let's see if I can pull them off. <laughs> And I probably can't. People tell me all the time, like, those aren't it. And I'm like, it's okay. I like them. Oh, my gosh. That's so <laughs> funny. Well, this is the first time I've ever been to Dirt Cheap this year. I oh finally gosh. went, oh, my gosh, so overwhelming, so cool, <laughs> so crazy. But at the same time, like, 
the pineapple pillow that you ha- yes. that's in my living room yes. like that's from dirt cheap yes you were talking about these shoes i'm like i've seen some <laughs> crazy shoes at dirt cheap thrift but... shopping as a whole is yeah. one of my favorite thing this year mm. everything i own like i like got rid of a lot of stuff in my closet and i just like started over with thrift shopping now that we're on the topic of clothes one of the things on my list is um cheetah print and oh, it sounds so basic to say but i started off the year with like my cheetah sweater and now i have cheetah shoes like a cheetah pullover like I know that everyone's wearing it, but I am so thankful for this trend. I think it's almost a neutral. Like, I can wear it on any occasion, yes. dress it up, dress it down. And I used to hate cheetah. Same. I, like, was so against it and would judge everyone, and now I'm so into it. I love it. I think it's one of our better choices of 2019. I think so, too. Yeah, I'm really grateful for it. What else is on your list? I got glasses this year. and I was wondering. I was like, did she wear those before? Mm-mm. I couldn't remember. Leading up to Easter, I had been having some moments where I was like, wow, I think that this is... My, my vision is not as good as it used to be. Some things are seeming blurry. And so oh, no. I tried on Chris's glasses one afternoon. I was like, this looks awesome like the world looks so different and he was like you need glasses and I'm like no my eyes are so strong like I'm fine and so I have a really baby prescription like it's like 0.25 or something on one each eye which is I don't know but I'm telling you like I yeah my eyes have definitely adjusted now where I need them so I got glasses and just recently I got contacts I can say that it really was a humbling thing just because I thought about people who don't have access to mm-hmm. lenses. Like, I remember always seeing, like, the Tom's vision or, like, donate your pair of glasses and give one. And to be honest, like, I'd see that and I just would kind of, like, ignore it. Yeah. I seriously would ignore yeah. it because I was just like, oh, yeah, I know that's a problem. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. I can't imagine what my life would look like not being able to see. Like, I go an hour without wearing my, like, contacts or glasses and I get a headache. It is crazy. It's a real issue. I can, like, feel my eyes move. So, fun fact. I am technically, they call it colorblind. Have I ever told you that? Yeah, I think you have. But it's basically where, like... My eyes just look in two different places, so it blends colors together. If there's two similar colors and I don't have my glasses on, I can't tell them apart. But if I have my glasses on, I can tell them apart because it separates them. So I can literally feel my eyes, like, move places when I take them on and off. And I'm like, this changed my whole world mm. when I put my glasses on. It just honestly gave me a new perspective of how grateful I am for vision. Like, yeah. I never would have thought to be thankful for that, yeah. ever. Like, I didn't think it affected me, and now... I put on my glasses every day, and I'm like, this is a privilege. I'm serious. (laughs) Like, this is such a privilege. Another thing that I'm really grateful for is I started attending the University of West Florida football games. Wow. And I am not a football person at all. Like, I love baseball. But it has been so much fun. Like, really? Yeah. So Tori Osborne invited me for her birthday, and I was like, "Okay, I'll go." I'm not a big football person. <laughs> so it fun. was all that I wanted it to be, and more. There was like the band. Our stadium is like really small, so I yeah. can't even imagine like how I would go crazy at like a true SEC game yes. or something. But I love the Argos so much because I know you know Coach Shinnick yeah. and Rachel and yeah. Tracy and and you know their family, and so I think that's a reason of why I'm like this means the world to me. We live so close to UWF, yeah. so I love it. It feels like a family event because I'm always with my friends when we go. Yeah. I'm learning actually like the technical terms of like football things like they're telling me the other day like what a what a tight end was and like how many yards or whatever and so that's just been really fun and they've been kind of teasing me about things like as I'm learning them they're like oh like oh Coley like it's just been like the highlight of my year that's to, so fun yeah so I'm gonna be attending even more next year yeah have you been no not to oh, we need to go I've next year to 
UWF game. I went to a couple games, like, in Birmingham with, like, the local stadium there just because it's what everyone wanted to do. But I've never watched football. Like, my family's never watched football. So I always liked going to hang out with friends and, like, eat the food. And it's, like, exciting. But speaking of stadiums, this is actually a totally different subject. But I went to the Jonas Brothers concert this year. That was probably the funnest thing I've done. It was so funny because... Well, because I saw them when I was, like, nine. Yeah. And so... I watched them at the Hannah Montana Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds oh. tour, which is on Disney Plus, and I watched it the other night, and it was so funny watching them because they're like 15 years old. Yeah. And so watching them then and then watching them now was like full circle your childhood. But I love concerts. Like, concerts are my thing. I love going to them. Mm-hmm. So Did I anyone open to... for them, or were they a okay, one so it was some, band show? It was some country guy. Country oh, guy. going to be so mad at me. Yeah. He loves country, and I know nothing. Um, it was some country guy that opened. Interesting genre very mix. Bad. We weren't in there. <laughs> they, he started singing, and we went to like get snacks or something or T-shirts because yeah. I was like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, um, that's an there was a rumor. Thing. This could be totally wrong, but my mom was like, I think the name that you just said is Doctor Phil's son. What's his name? Jordan McGraw. That's who it was. Yeah, because there's a picture of him with the Jonas Brothers. I'm not crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So oh, that's Dr. right, because Dr. Phil's name is Phil McGraw. I always forget that. It's I not Dr. Forget. Phil. I always think Phil is his last name. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so he opened for them, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I don't know who that is. So we went and like got our t-shirt then, and then when I told my mom, she was like, I'm pretty sure that's Dr. Phil's son. I was like, I wish I paid attention. That's funny to me. Uh-huh. That was Dr. Phil's son. But it was fun, because I got to go with one of my roommates from school, so I like went to Birmingham, and then we went. Speaking of celebrities, I am absolutely obsessed with Haley and Justin Bieber. They are the cutest couple. I love watching them on Their Instagram. Their pictures were so pretty. 10,000 hours? Like, I know, I know. I was that funny story about that song. I, it came out and it was so good and I was listening to it. And like me and my fiance were in his truck and he was like, oh, this is a good song. And I was like, I know. I said, do you know who it is? And he was like, no. And I said, Justin Bieber. And he's like, I don't like it anymore. I was like, you, he was like, he's not a country artist. I said, well, he's obviously on here. It's a good song. There's so many mixes of genre. I like, I feel like there's, we're all becoming like so blended, but I love the crossovers. Like, I love I it that people are not staying in their box and their lane. It's so fun. Yeah. It's happening more and more, but I love seeing them together. I'm so happy for them. They're and, so cute. Yeah. And I remember when she changed her name on Instagram mm-hmm. and, and everyone, everyone freaked lost out. their mind. I remember being on there and I was like, you're kidding. And I like sent it to all my old roommates and I was like, what is this? Yeah. So many hearts were broken I thought it was like fake for... at first until she changed it. And then yeah. I was like, oh, they really are married. But That's speaking happened. of that, another cool one has been Kanye West. Oh my That's goodness. That's been so cool to watch and see. And like, I know it's getting so much controversy, but I'm like, someone with his testimony is so cool to see like this transformation because he's probably one of the most influential artists right now because people are like what is going on and I've seen so many like I can't remember which church posted it but they posted something about like these tweets that were like hardcore atheists it's like Kanye West is the only person that's ever got me to say Jesus is king but I'm not mad about it and it's caused them to like look into it and change I'm like we can say whatever we want to say about Kanye but he is doing some amazing things right now like so many people are like seeing the fruits of it and experiencing it so that's been so fun and he has a good album. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, we were listening to it this morning, and every time I listen to it fully through, I can't just stop. And it was so interesting about the day that it came out, because it was October 25th, and mm-hmm. I remember this. I listened to it while I was at work, because I was on the computer. I could just listen. So I listened to the whole thing while I was at work. And then I came home that evening, and the young adults were all at our house, so we had a bonfire. We were all in the backyard grilling and hanging out, and we listened to the album together. Like It was such a cool moment 
to kind of hear mm-hmm. their perspective too yeah. of like saying like I remember when Kanye did this yeah. like all these things and then to have this beautiful mm-hmm. work of art that we could all enjoy together yeah. and we also knew that at the same time the entire world was listening yeah. like it felt like such a moment I remember yes. telling them like this is history you I was, guys like, so proud I was like, me too so proud. like and I think it's just like mm-hmm. the beginning for them and um meaning Kanye and his family and I'm really excited for to that and I mean my prayers are real for them when I pray for them and it made me even give hope because I've been praying for Eminem since I was probably like 13 so (laughs) So I was saying that that night I was like Lord God like Eminem's next like come on like not to say that he doesn't have a walk with the Lord but it'd be so cool if he did an album as well it has been so cool I think in our like in the music industry there's been kind of a shift too because like Demi Lovato I don't know if you've yeah she just got baptized yeah like in Israel and it's had it's just Mm -hmm. been cool to see these people like mm-hmm. come out with like oh and faith. i think that's why i love the biebers as well is that they're so open yeah. about their faith as yeah. well and what the lord's done in their lives and justin even has like obviously no one's testimony is perfect and so he's mm-hmm. been talking a lot about how like he used to make some bad choices and how when he first got into industry he was messing around with drugs and all that type of thing but like to see where he is now and like how god's used that it's really cool what else you got is there anything else that was outstanding one thing that was kind of cool is we got to celebrate the one year of the campus I launched in Birmingham um, in September. It's thriving. Like, it's got two Come services. On. And when we started the bus ministry, we started with, like, four people the first day. Now they have, like, two or three different buses running different places. And it's, like, 50 to 70 people. I don't know, the lives that have been changed and the people that came in, like, off the streets that were drug dealers who are now saved and, like, serving on the team and, like, getting people in. That was really, really cool to see the one year just like transformation of how God's hand was on that and just how faithful he's been in that because obviously I'm not there and that still breaks my heart a little every time that was a really cool process because I was there from the beginning and I was able to like help build it up and it's not about us obviously but just being a part of something from the very beginning and being able to celebrate like the one year of like all that God has done and what he's continuing to do like they outgrew their first service so they needed a second service just that means people are coming in and people are experiencing Jesus and people that came in so hesitant or even like against it at first and to see them now like being baptized and like being put on the team to serve and like bringing people with them that was a really cool thing to see kind of just what god did in that year yeah um i turned 21 that's not like and you got a tattoo that right didn't you get this 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 one i got got the nh we went to hawaii that was fun (laughs) yeah that was a party that was really fun we went for two well i went for two weeks and my family went for a month yeah i forgot yeah i got an h in Hawaii on my wrist because my dad, who is technically my stepdad, his last name starts with an H, but my last name is Kessler, so I wanted to get it to, like, honor him, which is also kind of cool because now I'm getting a new last name again yeah. in May, which I didn't know at the time, mm-hmm. um, so it's cool. I kind of got it just after my dad. There's little moments in your life that mark you in certain ways, yeah. and, like, you literally wanted to get a representation of that. Yeah, he just is, um, like, it's a big part of who I am and yeah. making up, and so I was like, I need to get my, not my birth certificate, but get it on me forever somewhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> beautiful. I love it. I don't know. A lot can happen in a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, that's so crazy how, like, I didn't even know Johnny last year, and then now, like, I'm getting married to him. I didn't come here looking for a husband, obviously. I no. to get married, and that was, like, the desire of my heart, but I never, ever, ever thought that, like... And his story's kind of cool, too, because he wasn't supposed to come here. It was, like, completely a Jesus thing in, like, December at Christmas. His boss was like, hey... We have a church opening in Pensacola. Do you want to go there? Do you want to go back to your other one? And he just, like, felt like something told him to come here. I've said it the whole time, but I guess my word of the year would just be, like, faithfulness. Like, 
in God's faithfulness and seeing how... Because I came here with so many unknowns. Yeah. Like, even when we recorded last time, a lot of it was like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what to expect. Like, I don't know what's coming. And so, just to see, like, God's hand on everything from, like, God, I really want to do outreach, but I understand that's not where I am right now. Like, I understand that's... And that was really, really hard for me. I kind of had to lay that down at the beginning, which was really, really hard because that's what I love doing. But I knew that that was not what I maybe was called to do in that time or in that moment. And so, like, when Pastor Kristen, like, called me into a meeting asking if I wanted to be involved, and now I'm the coach over all of our outreach groups, like, Jesus just knows, like, he knows what you want and he knows what you need. And so I think for me, I was having to take Asa out of it because I tend Mm -hmm. to put Asa in it a lot. And I like to have control of things, especially with, like, timeline. And so when I was coming here, I was like, Jesus, I need to know why. Like, why am I packing up my life here that I absolutely love? And, like, why am I coming here? And he just this year has been like, I don't need to know. What I said before, like, something as small as living in an RV when I was 15 that I never thought about. And I was like, this is something that I just want to forget about and I'm not ever going to think about again. And, like, having it happen now and, like, my heart of, like, Jesus, I don't necessarily want to marry a pastor, but I want to marry someone that, like, wants to be in churches and wants to travel. And I was like, I don't necessarily want to marry someone in the military, but someone who likes to travel and, like, his job is traveling, like, in churches, like, just seeing his hand on every single aspect of it, and even without, like, my engagement in my relationship, even just with work and seeing that unfold, and, like, the relationships that I've built and the people I've been able to meet. And then I've been able to go back to Birmingham a couple times this year. I haven't been able to go for a Sunday, so I haven't been back to the church yet, but I was able to go surprise one of my families from West Birmingham. Yes, I, I love them. that family. That yes, they're my favorite people. You've introduced I, me to. Yes, she cried and cried and cried and cried and I cried and it was just so fun to see like the relationships that I've still been able to hold. It's been a sweet season because I had a really hard time letting go. At the beginning of the year I was still very much like living in Birmingham while I lived here and so I was like really trying to stay connected and of course like I'm still connected but I had to really like Jesus had to be like like you said like I need you to trust me and let go of this yeah so that you can be here live here and focus here and that was really hard for me because like obviously my best friend Teddy she's there like all of my friends are there and I was there for three years and some of the most significant events of my life and best times of my life were there so it was really hard for me to be like I don't even know why I'm supposed to be letting go of this and you just want me to let go of it but seeing it now life is just like so sweet here and it's different and it's Mm -hmm. been a different pace but even seeing like our church is partnering a lot now with Highlands and so seeing that how that part of my life is still kind of there and is always like that's so little but I was having conversations this week with one of our pastors about how they want to partner with Highlands for their serve day and I'm like that's what I was a part of for three years and so Jesus is still having me involved in that stuff even when I'm not involved in that stuff so yeah at the beginning of the year we talked about Highlands and I like had a fascination with it and evangelism and all these things and then I had the opportunity randomly to go to Birmingham and to get to hear yeah like Pastor Chris Hodges speak Mm -hmm. and get to hear um, Rich Wilkerson Jr., Mm -hmm. Jeremy Foster, some of these leaders who are on the forefront of literally making history with what they're doing today for the kingdom. That at the beginning of the year, I feel like was planted within me and then had the opportunity to go go do that with Motion Conference. And then even as a whole, like I remember just being so fascinated with your story of how, you know, you'd say like you'd randomly like go up to people's houses and just be like, can we tell you about Jesus? And I remember like praying at the beginning of 2019, like, God, could you show me like how to have the heart to, for the lost, you know, because I have to be honest, that's been my prayer, but it hasn't been 
as deep as what it could yeah. be. And it sounds so crazy to say because I've walked with the Lord for a very long time, but I fully feel like I own that like my purpose here without anything else, like take everything away from me is like, I just want people to know who Jesus yeah. is. Yeah. And like, it's as simple as that. You could have asked me that a couple of years ago. And I think yeah. I would have been like, I just want people to know Jesus, but I feel it in a different weight yeah. this year. One of the things that truly changed me and this was at motion conference too was um, my friend chase she was talking about how we walk around and like there's souls at stake yep like eternity is real mm-hmm. it's not pleasant here on earth and like yeah. they people need hope yeah. like their soul needs rescuing yeah. from what they're even going through right now yeah that definitely has changed within me this year 100 yeah. percent i think too when you realize the weight of like these are people's lives yeah like this is a really sad story, but it like shifted a lot in me. I don't know. It was in the news a lot here, but there was a little girl that was taken from Birmingham um, a few weeks ago, and she was taken from the first neighborhood I ever did outreach in across the mm-hmm. street from the Dream Center. And so everyone was obviously like really shaken up. She's three, and so my heart was just like breaking for that community and that family. And she was kidnapped from a birthday party, and so she ended up passing away. It was very violent and awful awful thing but it just kind of put into perspective I think for the whole community and for all of us that were just kind of involved that like you don't know what your life is gonna look like we don't know if we have tomorrow we really don't and I have a friend from school who passed away from a car accident two weeks ago and it was obviously out of nowhere and like those things are so heavy and they're so hard but it makes it it makes it so real these are people's lives and we can say oh, I'll call them and tell them this tomorrow. I'll call them and tell them like what God put in my heart to tell them tomorrow. We don't know that they have that. We don't know that we have that. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that like, I'm a very blunt person, but like we sugarcoat it. Like we sugarcoat it and we tiptoe around the hard topics and we tiptoe around it. But really, you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. And so like it's our job to make sure that people at least know that they can go to heaven. Like they have the opportunity and they have, they're worthy of experiencing Jesus's love because a lot of times people don't even know that like they're allowed to experience God's love. It's our responsibility. And like our job on the earth is to, the Bible verse says like to really love people and to show them the authentic love that like God has for us. Because sometimes like love is a little bit, it's a little messy sometimes. Like everything is not always good and fun here on the earth but realizing like God's love for you and for everyone else is so it's real and we're able to experience it even in the hard things it's people's souls she's right and it's people's lives that we're talking about and I'm so grateful for friends like you who remind us of that that's what it comes down to you have a very different lens even I've met a lot of believers too and like you have a very different lens of how things could be and how things should be and how we should walk around with an urgency. I'm thankful for that. We opened this year in um, prayer. Tracy Shinnick prayed over this year that it would be blessed. And I'd love it. I'd be honored if you would pray us out. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Thank Um, you. God, first, we just want to pause for a second and just say thank you. Just thank you for who you are, God, in the midst of being busy, being crazy, and life being hectic. God, you are constant and you are Mm -hmm. peace, Jesus. And we're just so grateful for... Um, your hand on everything from way before this year, God, but just in the conversation that we had last year to now, God, just for how faithful you've been, even when um, we maybe haven't seen it or when we haven't understood why things happen, God, we're grateful that you do know so that we don't have to, God. And we pray 
right now, Jesus, just as we've talked today, just continue to break our hearts, God, for what breaks yours and for bringing us the people that need to be loved and need to experience your love, God. And going into the end of this year and the beginning of next year, Jesus, just give us a fresh set of eyes um, for your people and for, for the calling on our lives, God. And we're just so grateful for how you've had your hand on everything and how you continue to shape and grow and mold us, Jesus, and that we get to walk alongside you and alongside each other. And so we pray just for new relationships, God, going into this new year and for strength and relationships that we have now. God, we're just grateful for the people that you've put alongside us um, to do life with God, with you, alongside you, God. So we just pray for that 2020 vision, Jesus, going into this new year, God, just for fresh eyes and for fresh love for people, God, that we can really truly love with the authentic love that you give us. And so we're just grateful, we're thankful, and we're expectant. Um, We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I just love how the Lord can tie things in a bow and at the same time leave so many questions unanswered. And I feel like that is exactly how things feel in this moment for 2019. This season of Still With You, how Asa was able to share her story cannot be done without your all support. Whether you were a guest on the show, a sponsor, a partner in prayer, whether you shared the show with a friend or downloaded one or two episodes, all of this cannot be done without your support. This is a ministry. This is something that I feel so heavy on my heart to connect friends and encourage one another. And it cannot be done without you guys. So thank you for every single second that you've spent on the podcast, in the podcast, however you are connected. Thank you so much for that. I truly do love and appreciate every single one of you. I would reach out and hug you and buy you an iced coffee if it was totally possible. So thank you guys so much. I am so expectant for 2020 season three of Still With You and cannot wait to reunite with you guys on January 14th, 2020. There are so many guests that we already have lined up and have already recorded episodes with that I cannot wait to share. There are going to be so many surprises, so many unexpected people that I don't think you even realized were possible that we could reach out to and we are doing it. Subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, get connected. You do not want to miss it. January 14th, 2020. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. God is so good. He is still with us and he is still with you. Oh.